Okay, okay. Pull it in. Suck it up. Come on. So, a month ago, Joshua saw a Cayenne for a second-hand Cayenne, the first-gen one on sale on Carlis for 40,000 ringgit. And what, what do you think of it? Well, I was like, yeah, why, why not? It's a Cayenne for 40 grand. But then I also thought this would bankrupt anyone who gets it. But then yeah. you said, no, it wouldn't. And when we did the math, it turns out that anyone who's looking for a Civic, a new Civic, might actually be better off with the Cayenne. Of course, this, yeah. is, with, this is with the caveat that we are looking at a five-year, 50,000 km scenario. But if you buy a new Civic today, you might be better off getting a 2008 Cayenne S 3.6. Hmm. So this five-year time period that you're talking about is assuming that a person changes car every five years. So goes yes. on to buy a new car every five years. So it's the calculations were based on this assumption. And yes. you want to talk through what are the savings in getting a Cayenne? Okay, the savings for the Cayenne when we calculated, all of these numbers are in an article on Automacha, which I will link to in the show notes somehow. We still haven't figured out how to do that yet, but we will save on, of course, initial purchase price because the new Civic is 100,000 more. But we will also save on depreciation because we're looking at the Civic, a new Civic depreciating over five years, whereas a 2008 Cayenne is probably at the bottom of the market already. It shouldn't go any lower. Yeah, it's practically worthless at this stage already, being almost what, 17 years old. Yes. Yeah, yeah 15, 14 years old, yeah. Yeah, around there. But then there are also other savings like insurance. A Civic has a higher less. value, yes. Yeah. And although fuel consumption is more, because petrol is relatively cheap in Malaysia, the Cayenne's double fuel economy doesn't make much of a difference, especially when compared to the big chunk of savings you made through the depreciation. So after that, we looked at maintenance and the Cayenne is known to be quite reliable, right? That generation. Yeah, we, when we went online, there was nothing much that could go wrong. The air suspension could probably go, but other than that, it's not that era of Mercedes where things were known to fail. This one was still relatively reliable. But I mean, given that it's an old German car, things are bound to fail. And of course, you expect to spend more maintenance compared to a brand new Civic, right? So after we add up all the costs and the difference in costs, how much can we spend maintaining a Cayenne over this five-year period for us to break even or to come out better? It was 50 grand, right? Yeah. That was the numbers, yeah. That, that was the ballpark figure. 50 grand on maintenance, so 10 grand a year. That sounds reasonable. Yeah, it sounds, it sounds more than reasonable for running a Cayenne for 10 grand a year. Just on maintenance, not including fuel, not including insurance, just getting it to run. Mm. Yeah. And so assuming if you keep it under 50 grand, I mean 10 grand a year, then mm -hmm. you would break even lah. Is it? Mm -hmm. so any yep. less that you spend? No, you're not, you're not even break even. You, you'll be better off. Oh, how much better off? No, no, you'll just be better off. If you spend less than 10 grand, you, you'll be better off getting the Cayenne than the Civic one. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, but any more than 10 grand and then you'll be making a loss already, right? Yes, you'll be better off with the Civic. But 10 yeah. grand is a lot to spend on maintenance. And that, mm. that's, that's a very big allowance there. Mm. So, 
why why do we want it? Well, why wouldn't you? It's a Cayenne. It's a Porsche. It's a big SUV. It's cool. Do you need any more reason than that? Yeah. Yeah, it's very cool. Definitely gets all the attention on the road, despite it being quite an old car. It still has presence on the road, especially if you go for one of the black ones. Yeah. Imagine in black with the big wheels and mm. have it polished. It, it, yes. Yeah. Have it polished, interior done nicely, assuming that the leather bits, well, the, the leather bits should be quite durable, right? It it's can be reconditioned. You have 50 grand to spend on you know, these things. Put a nice plate on it, two, three numbers. No one will know that it's a 14-year-old car. You can still park it outside any restaurant. Yeah, a valet, it looks right in place. Mm-hmm. Well, mostly because of the badge, lah, I would say. The Porsche badge is for civic money. Every time you get in, you stare at that badge. You'll be like, yeah, I made it in life. Yeah, it's almost a no-brainer for us, right? Yep. To go ahead and make a decision like that. But and it's also, it's also more luxurious, I guess. It's a luxury SUV. Even though it's 14 years old, there's still an air of luxury inside. It's all leather. It's all... Yeah, Porsche. it is miles ahead of the Civic in terms yes. of the right quality and just the general feeling of luxury, right? Yeah, but like I said, I would not recommend anyone buy one. Mm. Why? Why, why would wouldn't you? you recommend it? Since I, me, I think I would recommend it to car enthusiasts for sure. But to the normal people, no, I don't think I'll recommend it because I think they'll think I'm crazy. Even then, every time it goes in the shop, they'll, they'll be cursing you. Yeah, but um, I mean, at the end of the day, they should be cursing themselves because they made the decision to buy the car and to listen to your advice. So I don't think you should feel bad about that. And you said that the Porsche or the Cayenne is quite a reliable car. What? Like, how often do you see it breaking down like, in a year? At least once. Is that for certain, you think? Well, I ran an old German car, and although it's not a Cayenne, it still goes in the workshop at least once a year for unplanned issues. Mm. I guess it's just um one of the trade-offs that, that you have to make. I guess I'll be comfortable recommending it to someone as long as they know the risk in um, owning a 14-year-old German SUV, right? Obviously, it's not all just rainbows and sunshine. You want to own a car like that, you have to put up with some of its quirky flaws. Yeah, but you're you're recommending someone a car that will cause them misery. And even though the grab pair is included in the fifty grand, it's still just pain. Oh, to me, it's a small price to pay for, you know, long-term enjoyment. Okay, to me too, yeah. It's a small price to pay for a Cayenne to say that you own a Porsche. Yeah. It's quite something to say you own a Porsche mm. and to own a Civic. I guess it depends what who your audience is. You can't be recommending this old Cayenne to like a 50-year-old auntie, right? Who just wants like a reliable ride to wherever she wants to go to. And with the Civic, you can obviously do that. Whereas if it's like a... Well, I'm stereotyping here, lah, but if it's like a young male in his mid-30s, even more so, you'll be inclined to recommend the Cayenne to him because of the status that it can bring also. Don't you think so? I, I do have to concur that it does look really nice in... The company car park, if you have Civic, Civic, Altis, Elantra, Cayenne, Civic, Civic, yeah. But that's the thing. Though. It does look really yeah, nice it, too. Yeah, it does look yeah. nice. But I think some people also don't want to have like the attention, especially in the office. 
I don't know. Obviously, we are people who like attention, but when it comes to actually doing it, do you see yourself like parking in the office with this giant SUV? Oh, yeah? yes. Even though your boss is driving yes, like I a do. Yeah. For me, yes. Okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it just depends what kind of person you are. Like I said, I would do it, but I would not recommend anyone to do it. But that's probably just mm. my problem. Yeah. But is there a wider problem where is this 40 Grand Cayenne a loophole that we just found? Or is there a reason why everyone is staying away from it? Okay, before I answer that, you think at 40 Grand, do you think it's priced reasonably or it's underpriced? What do you think? Well, I think it is priced. It is it is dirt cheap for what it is. Okay. And I don't think that from reading through what the common problems are, I don't see any major flaws that will mm. bankrupt you. There is no major time bomb that I can see. So you would say that it's slightly undervalued by the market? I think if you have 40 grand to spend on a car, buying a Cayenne is the stupidest thing you can do. Okay, yeah. Given that you only have 40 grand, yes, it's a stupid idea. Yeah, given that you have 40 grand, buy a MyV. You can't even get a MyV for 40 grand now. Then you get, okay, get a Tossback mm. Axia or something like mm. that. But if you're spending middle manager money and you're considering something a bit luxurious and what, forget the Civic, the Cayenne, I think for 40 grand, it offers very good value for money. Yes. And that is not something you can save for a German luxury used mm. car. Um, but yet you don't see middle manager buying a car like that. Mostly you look inside a Cayenne like this, it either be a driver or you know a, a rich old man, right? Seldom you see uh, the type of person who would own the Civic sitting in a car like that which shows that, you know, not many people are doing this. And you ask why? Well, I think to start off, I'm not sure about uh, people overseas, but I think Malaysians especially, they value pride in buying a new car, driving it off the showroom brand new. You know, when you collect a new car, there'll be a ribbon on the car, you can take a picture with the salesman. You know, it's, it's that kind of, the sense of pride that people enjoy. And that's why... You know, most people just opt for the more common brand new Civic than to buy a second-hand used car. Not limited to the Porsche, like any used car, in fact, that is like very old. What do you think though? I do see a point where I'm the only one in my family now who's driving a used car. Yeah. But this goes back to the point of having to say that you own a Porsche. Isn't that more special than saying, oh, I drive a Honda Civic? Yeah, it is. Although the portrait is 14 years old, are Malaysians more preferential to the newness of the car or the badge on the car? I think it comes down to the person. Uh, again, people like us, obviously, we like the attention and to have like a Porsche, right? Because it's a dream to own a Porsche. But for the normal person, um, I think some would even think that the Civic is um, more desirable than, you know, an old, giant, sluggish SUV. You get what I mean? But it's a Porsche. Yeah, but there are things that the Civic can do that the Porsche can't. Obviously, yeah, the Porsche is um, much more luxurious, has a better ride quality and build quality in general. But, you know, it's a 14-year-old car and... As much as you say that it still looks current, it's starting to show its age. Wouldn't you say so? Yes, but I take issue with your point where you say the Civic can do more than the Cayenne. You have to remember the Cayenne is an SUV. Okay. It's more practical. It can drive through floodwaters. Well, 
theoretically you can drive through flat waters. It's it has a bigger boot. It's probably a better highway cruiser. It's better to drive in town as well because it's more intimidating and scare people mm. out of your way. You can get away with more things in a Cayenne because it's a Cayenne. Yeah, true. So why would you say the Civic is more capable? Okay. Well, to start off, the Civic is obviously a new car. And the model year that we're looking at for the Cayenne is like about 2008. Is that right? Yep. I think a lot has changed since then, um, especially in the technology in the car centered around safety features and general aids to make driving more easy, I would say. So I'm sure like you're not foreign to a lot of these new systems in like common cars nowadays, you know, these safety features like lane departure assist, adaptive cruise control, those where I think it will be particularly helpful in like start and stop traffic, you know. But with a Cayenne, if you were in like start and stop traffic, you literally have to monitor your foot all the time on the brakes. And I think these new features nowadays are actually very appealing to especially younger generations, you know. Okay, I, I can't argue on that point because I do agree with you that having adaptive crew is useful. But are these features more desirable than having a nice interior? And for me personally, I do not see that adaptive cruise control is a must-have. It's a nice-to-have. All these features are nice-to-have. There's nothing right now in the Civic that I see that I need to have that I cannot install on the aftermarket. Like more essential stuff, like Apple CarPlay. Okay, if you think of it this way, the things that are nice-to-have that I can install myself, reverse Mm. camera, Apple CarPlay, Android Auto, that's a new Android system you can get those for two grand on like whichever car aftermarket mm. shop there is. The Cayenne still has cruise control. I'm sure it has b- better speakers. Mm. It will have aircon. It's an auto, so yeah. I don't have to yeah. deal with the clutch. What else do you need in a car? Yeah, you made a fair point. La. For the sole purpose of like driving, I think the Cayenne has everything that you need. At least like the basic things that you expect. But I think, yet again, it boils down to what the individual wants from a car, what they perceive as luxury in a car. Well, okay, obviously, nice build quality, that is without a doubt. Everyone would like to have nice build quality, but luxurious interior, the Porsche badge, all these are meaningless, you know, if the person doesn't perceive these as luxury in general. So some people would actually prefer to have a more easy journey by having systems helping them to navigate through traffic than to have uh you know nice leather interior and nice build quality within the car you know yeah i see your point but still yeah, I, mean, I agree with you it's leather it's nice it's i am clear. agreeing with you on this but we don't think like a lot of the people out there and that's why while we would do it not many people will actually do it I think the, the, the argument for luxury is I can understand if you say that you don't want to get it because of the issue with maintenance and everything. But we proved already that running a Cayenne is cheaper than running a Civic. Yeah. And that kind of shows the argument of luxury out of the window for me. In your argument of having all these tech features, like I said, when we install a new audio player, that covers the 15-year gap mm. of technology advancement from the Cayenne. Because the Cayenne is still an admirable day driver, it will still be quiet, it will still be comfortable, it's not going to rattle you half to death when you drive it into on the highway. Neither will the Civic though. Yeah, but the impressive thing about the Cayenne is, it will still be comparable to the Civic in its driving experience, because there has not been much improvement in terms of your overall daily driving experience. Mm. 
in cars that in the last 15 years. Mm. Yeah. So although cars have gotten more technologically advanced, we have reached kind of a peak in middle ranking noise vibration harshness. Of course, you can't compare a 15-year-old Cayenne to a new Cayenne, but you can compare a 15-year-old Cayenne to a new Civic. In terms of like the build, you are saying? Yeah, in terms of quality, the Cayenne will still hold up to a Civic. Yeah, I guess what you say is true lah, because nowadays the safety features and the technology that assists your driving, while they are available in like common cars nowadays, right? I would say that generally people are still not used to using these technology and it hasn't become a way of driving yet. Certainly not the common way of driving lah, you know. Most people, I think even having these features in the car, they won't use it. So, which is quite interesting because like we're actually at the transition period right now and in the future, I think these tech stuff will get even more and more advanced and then people will really start adopting these features, you know, and actually start using them for what they are intended for. That's why before that happens, I think right now it's a good time to actually make one of these purchases on the Cayenne. Don't you think so? Just before we get to that point, I just thought of that with all these features, right? We don't really use Mm. most of them most of the time. If you have like lane departure assist, it's nice to have, but you're not going to use it often. And in fact, most people just turn it off. It's like stop start. I guess we haven't grown reliant on like these things yet, right? Because we're so used to. But this kind of technology has been around for, like stop start has been around for what, seven, eight years in the high-end cars? But every time you go in the car, they just turn it off. Stop start is not a particularly good example. Yeah, it's just a shit technology, you know. But uh, things like adaptive cruise control are actually like a technology of the future, lah, I believe. You know, when Tesla first came out with autopilot, yeah, people go crazy for it. I don't know if it's a gimmick or if it's actually of much use, but it certainly takes a bit of burden off the driver, I would think. But I think nowadays, people still drive the car like normally. But I think in the future, do you think that as more of these technology make their way to more common cars, people actually change their habit and their behavior in driving? I think so. But the more interesting question I can think of now is that do these technology make you a less good driver? But I think we should save that argument for another time because I think that having active cruise control makes you a worse oh, driver on the road because you're not paying man. attention. Yes, but we should leave that topic for mm-hmm. another time because or else yeah, we're, that, we're never going to end this podcast. Point. Yeah, but I think certainly the next generation of drivers, say in 10 years' time, the first batches of kids that start mm-hmm. driving a car because they didn't know how it was to drive a car before and they jump straight into a car full with technology. I think their driving habits and behavior will integrate with you know, whatever features there is over there uh, in cars of the future, don't you think so? Whereas we are more used to the more traditional way of driving. No, but I think the issue now I have with, let's say, adaptive crucial is that what are you going to do with all that free time? With all that free attention that you've allowed the car to do by driving itself, let's say on stop, start or adaptive, whatever, basically on the highway, you can't yeah, do you anything can't. with so the excess attention. Uh, by taking a bit of your attention away off the road, you can relax a bit more lah after a long days of work. Yes. Yeah, but you can daydream a little bit, you know. I think some people want that. While assuming that, that really the dangerous? system is uh, reliable, then it won't be dangerous. No, okay. okay yeah, but fair, you still fair. daydream yeah, when you I drive anyway. Even like at the start-stop traffic, my mind turns off. But 
it's like sixth sense and second nature to yeah. stop the car when it yeah yeah, yeah because uh, your body is on autopilot already I guess it is not an essential feature then but um, you know some people do go crazy for techs but these new techs lah but I think then they belong to other extreme we are on one end of the extreme where we value like luxury and good build quality and the batch and then there's this other end of people who go crazy for technology but the people in the middle you know yeah like back to our question why aren't people doing it because it makes sense but I think people are not aware that you can pull something off like that because in conventional terms you know people will call you crazy to make such a purchase right and it just always stayed that way nobody actually bothered to look into it or to do some research and we're the first idiots who found out about this I don't think we can be the first idiots because looking at a conservative family side I do think that we are the first well I was the first idiot to buy a used German car but we can't be the I'm first sure there are people who have done the it loophole. right I'm sure there are people who have done it it's just that it's not common how would these old Cayennes find a home if there aren't people like us right it's practically worthless then why are they like even for sale right true maybe that's why they're on sale it's <laughs> just they've been on sale for months and years but I think for the more modest families that want to buy like a new car, going for a brand new Civic is the safer choice. Obviously, it is a, yeah, it is a safer choice. Safer like you choice. said, ten grand a year on maintenance is not a lot. But who's to say that it can't go more than ten grand? What if something happens? I mean, there's risk it's involved. What if something goes wrong in a car that totals the whole car? And then that's it then, right? Whereas with a Civic, you know you can reliably drive it every day and with little worry for the next however many years you want to keep it as long as you want. So it's it's quite a risk, lah, I would say. And that's why people don't do it. So what we're saying oh, is yeah. that people are just yeah. risk averse. Especially though. when the, they don't like the upsides risks. yeah, the upsides of owning like a car like that over the Civic is well, there are good things about it, but it's not compelling enough for them to take the risk. It's not world changing. It's it's just a car to them. For car enthusiasts like us, we might you know pull the trigger and take the risk on such a deal even though we can't yeah. afford it or we something might go terribly wrong but we are okay taking the risk because okay. of the value of- yeah this makes much more sense you figured <laughs> out what people will probably yeah. have figured out by now now getting back to your question before our tangent on whether this depreciation trick of getting a Cayenne for civic money will work in 15 years time when we can actually afford it I don't think so because I think the 2035 Civic will have reached a level of technological advancement where there are certain features that we simply cannot live without. The best analogy I can use here is that the 2035 Civic will have something like aircon where it is not mandatory but basically every car will have now. Do you have a hunch of what these features might be in the future? Obviously, we're nowhere near close to like self-driving cars. But I don't what, think it will be self-driving, think... but I think it will be at least some level of either adaptive driving or maybe just the complete banning of the petrol engine yeah. where petrol could be just so expensive that we can't even afford to fill up. That would make older cars useless, essentially. Yes, but... Yeah, you, you do make a fair point here. I mean, assuming that there's such a huge change in the future, lah, you know, we're talking about 15 years. Is it actually that long? Around there. Yeah, but would it be long enough for such drastic changes to happen? I think there would, but I'm basing this off where we are currently in the EV revolution, so I can see that the EV revolution is a major, well, revolution in Mm. the auto industry. 
we should change a lot of things on the behavior in how we drive and also cars in general is undergoing a revolution right now. Yes. Is this like the first revolution, would you say, in automobiles? I think so. Because using our example just now, between the Gundam Civic versus the Cayenne, that one is basically a parity. There's no difference there. Yeah, because the Gundam Civic, well, it hasn't gone full on like technology crazy. Yeah. The features it had were still comparable to the old Cayenne. Yes. Hence why it would make an incredibly good deal if at that time you bought the Cayenne instead of the Gundam Civic. But now, given our discussion just now, people would actually prefer to have the Civic just because of the added features. Yes. So that's why the Civic, it's starting to make for a more compelling argument. And if Mm. we extrapolate this trend... Into the future... Yeah. So similarly, we can also look at cars from 15 years ago. So let's say we compare a 2008 Civic against a 1993 S-Class. Obviously, the Cayenne wasn't made yet. So Yes. So if given a 2008 Civic and a 1993 S-Class, what do you think? Which would you go for? It'll be much easier to just go for the S-Class and it's more easier to recommend it also because the S-Class, although it's 15 years older, right? Um, well, that generation of S-Class was quite reliable and quite sturdy, right, to begin with. Yes. Not to mention also, it was built so well and it was so yes. refined that even um, the newer Civic at the time, which was 15 years newer, couldn't even match a car that was 15 years older in terms of ride quality and like refinement and comfort in general whereas technology at that time within that 15 years from the 1990s to the early 2000s were there like any breakthrough in technology in the car no and that is the point i'm trying to make getting the 1993 s class it's an easier argument to make because it's a better quality car with also better technology Arguably, I think the S-Class did have better technology and safety features for sure compared to the newer Civic. I also do think that besides refinement and ride quality, I think car interior nowadays have gotten a lot better. Mm -hmm. Interior nowadays in cheaper cars have sort of bridged the gap between the luxury cars and like the cheap cars. So meaning to say that, you know, last time in the old crappy Japanese cars, there used to be plastic everywhere, right? But mm-hmm. now they actually hard do plastics. put in the effort to try to... Yeah, hard plastics. Now, okay, yeah, there's no leather, but they try to cover it up with faux leather or like some soft touch material at least. And this is mm-hmm. actually closing the gap between like luxury cars and like cheaper cars. And that's why we're saying that I think in the future, the gap in build quality will not be as huge for like a cheap car and a more expensive car. So there isn't such a compelling reason to get the older car when they're about the same in terms of build quality. And the part about technology, right? You're making a good point where there is a parity of quality at this point comparing a current Civic and a 15-year-old Cayenne where the quality is about the same already. Whereas Mm. if you compare the 2008 Civic against a 1993 S-Class, the S-Class wins out. Yeah, Yeah. easily. The S-Class will win out. But if you Mm. compare a 2035 Civic and a 2022 Cayenne, it will probably be equivalent. But the 2035 Civic will have more technology. So although Mm. there is a parity in quality, there will be a gap in technology where the Civic will win out, which will make the Cayenne a less desirable object of ownership. Yeah. But, well, I guess one good thing about it is at least, like, it will reflect onto the resale price. So, obviously, if the newer Civic 
would be comparable to the older Cayenne in terms of build quality and refinement. And if it's so much better in the technology side of things, then obviously that would really drive down the price of the Cayenne, right? But that's a good thing. That means if you don't care about the build quality and the technology and you care about owning a car with a Porsche badge, then that could be a good thing for us, right? No, but getting a Porsche badge isn't enough to justify owning the Cayenne because the 2008 Cayenne now makes much more sense to own because it has the Porsche badge, but it can still be usable in a day. Mm. It can still be used to do the things the Civic needs to do. Mm. It's not yeah. like driving an old 944, you know, where it's an old car, whereas the Cayenne, the 2008 Cayenne, still feels modern mm. enough to be used every day. Like but I don't think, yes, I don't think a 2022 Cayenne will feel modern enough relative to a 2035 Civic. That's my main argument. Yeah. And on your argument for resale value, I think that although if the price will probably go down, I think the overall calculus that we're doing here where the Cayenne will win out, will not be the same in 15 years' time. Oh, yeah. I think that the Cayenne now has just enough technology to make it expensive enough to maintain where the maintenance allowance we have will not be sufficient to justify the cost-benefit to the Cayenne. Yeah, the new Cayenne now is quite a lot more complex than what it was 15 years ago with all the new integrated mechanical electrical systems which are surely to go wrong in the future. Yes. Given that there are so many complex systems within the car, there are bound to be some things that will fail in the long run. Whereas when you're looking at the Cayenne, well, first of all, electrically, it's... um quite simple right there isn't much extra things over there and main failures are from mechanical stuff which are easy to fix right you just got to buy new parts and replace it but with electrical systems it can be more complicated so that's why we think that you might need to have more allowance in the maintenance of this current generation Cayenne in the future and hence why it would probably cost more to own this 2022 Cayenne in the future than the newest Civic at the time. I think also you make a good point with everything being integrated. It's harder to retrofit any technology that might Mm. come along. Because they're all dependent on each other, right? Being an integrated system. If you want to replace something, you've got to scrap everything out. I think that now we can just install a head unit and call it a day. But in the future the head unit is not going to cut it already. There will likely be so many other features that to bring the 2022 Cayenne up to the same usable technological level as the 2035 Civic, it'll cost you a lot and it might not even be possible. Just because of the nature of how complicated it is to retrofit it, you know, given all the systems, all the complicated systems on the car, and you want to add more to it. Even if your local mechanic is skilled at it and is capable of doing it, I don't think it will come at a cheap price. Yeah, you can't just bring it to one of those car stereo shops and just say, can I install self-driving technology? Yeah. (laughs) But how about this? Let's look at the current generation Cayenne. It has Mm -hmm. all the technology that you ever need to drive comfortably. Mm -hmm. And in fact, it's more than what we need, right? Because earlier you were talking about how the old Cayenne is already sufficient. So... In 15 years' time, why should our behavior change in the way we want to drive our cars? Can't we just be happy with what we have in, well, this generation of Cayenne? Isn't that enough? Hmm. I think, no, my point will be that 
there will be some kind of technology that we all just cannot live without already by then. Given that it's undergoing a revolution now. Yeah, and that we would not be able to maintain our status quo driving style in Mm. 15 years time. Yeah, you'll be the odd one out and you'll actually be laughed at. It's like riding a horse on the highway. Yeah, I I don't know if it will be that drastic. I hope not, so that we can still afford it in the future. But it could happen. Yeah, whereas now driving the old Cayenne is still pretty decent, you know, like you wouldn't be the odd one out. Most cars today are not that advanced or people don't use these features yet. But I think in the future, if you, you'll be the odd one out, if you don't have access to well, some of the better technologies, let's just say. Okay, maybe it's not like driving a horse on the highway, but how about using the manual transmission as the foil? It's like most cars today are auto and mm. daily driving a manual is hard work. That is why I'm saying that leap in technology. Yeah, but well, some people nowadays still stay true to the manual, right? Yeah, so some people. Some people, if you want to be one of those people, I guess yes. it will still be a bargain, lah, assuming that you can pull it off. Uh, but it will not be such a appealing deal to yeah. the general public. So that's why I think right now, at this very moment in time we're at, it's the end of an era, I would say, especially to make such a purchase. Uh, yeah, I agree. Where we're on a downward curve right now. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, rather depressing. It is depressing, that's why. We don't have the money to buy it. So if anyone wants to yeah. sponsor us, 40 grand, well actually no, we need 140 grand, not 40 grand. Yeah. <laughs> if anybody is generous enough to give us 140,000 ringgit, how much is that in USD? Uh? Some money. 40. Maybe no, 30,000 USD. Around there. Yeah, it's not that bad. The children in Africa don't need to eat. We need a cayenne. (laughs) One each, please. So Yeah, oh yeah. (laughs) Well, let's let's see how this goes. We should have a go either a GoFundMe or a Patreon site. Let's see. We'll just 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 label it it Cayenne Fund. (laughs) Yeah, just to um, I mean just for the longs. Well, if anyone gives us money, I don't mind. Never say no. But you, I think that wraps up. To have a, yeah, that wraps it up. No, no, yeah, we'll be even lucky to have someone donate. Listeners. But no, to yes. even have listeners. <laughs> True. So to to whoever who's listening out there, you could be the only one. But thank you anyway for listening. I think that ends our episode today. I hope you enjoyed us rambling nonsense, and we'll see you hopefully again. Yeah. Remember to go buy a Cayenne now while it's still feasible. Yes, please go buy a Cayenne.